Hey, and welcome to Ready, Set, Give. I'm your BDI host, Kat, and today I'm so excited to sit down and talk with BDI strategist and senior account director, David Stolberg. With over 14 years of experience in nonprofit fundraising, he'll be sharing his expertise on in-house strategies that nonprofits can implement to help strengthen their fundraising programs. So let's get started. All right. Welcome, David. Hi. Thank you. Great to have you here today. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's my first time doing a podcast, so this is uh, this is interesting. Thanks yeah, for having me. you're one of our first podcast episodes. So. Oh, I feel I feel honored. It's exciting for us too. <laughs> okay, David. So why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself and some backstory about what you do at BDI. Okay. Well, as you said, I'm a senior account strategist here at uh, BDI, formerly Brewer Direct. I started here roughly, geez probably 12 years ago, 11 and a half years ago. So started off with just basically three people in client service. So we were a very small agency and uh, to watch it grow over the past 11, 12 years has been an honor and, and just truly, truly exciting to be a part of it. Yeah. You were one of the OG people at the company. <laughs> I, I tell people my, my first desk was a, a picnic table um, sitting on top <laughs> of concrete without even carpet. So yeah, I, I have stories. Yeah. <laughs> So what is your favorite part about your job? No day is the same. The seasons, every season is different. And, you know, we're, we're, we're working towards something while completing something else. And, and while we're doing that, I get to travel throughout the country and, and see what our clients are doing in the community and how they're helping out. And that we get to play a, even a small percentage of that is just, it's, a, it's an honor and a mm-hmm. privilege. Yeah. So today we're talking about some in-house strategies that nonprofits can do to, you know, help strengthen their programs. Why did you want to talk about this topic? Well, you know, I mean, while we do a fantastic job, you know, I might be biased, but I think we do a fantastic job. Uh, there are always some little things that can be done here or there with organizations, you know, just little tweaks that they can do uh, while we're going ahead and helping with their campaigns that can that can really significantly move the needle. And so just having those best practices in the back of their mind can can have significant changes, especially one, two, three, or five years down the road. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's get into it. Great. One of the things I really want to talk about that's near and dear to my heart is monthly givers. While BDI has campaigns and, and practices throughout the year that that attracts their current donors to, to give monthly instead of just periodically throughout the year, uh, there are some things in-house, very easy things that organizations can do to really kind of amp that up. Uh, monthly givers are your most devoted. You know, th- mm-hmm. their retention is very strong. So to be able to convert someone from just giving maybe one, two and a half gifts per year to to giving every single month, that's someone who's going to stick with you for the long term. Mm-hmm. So so anything we can do to convert those donors is is huge, whether, whether we do it through BDI or whether our organizations do it themselves. One of the first trips I went on about 12 years ago with with Randy Brewer, the, the founder of our agency, he was asked by a board member, if someone gave, why should we ask them to give again? And Randy's response to that was much better phrase than how I'm going to do it now. But the, the best time to ask someone to give a gift is the person who just gave you a gift. Mm-hmm. And so when that person gives a gift and you're sending a receipt to them, 
include a postcard or a brochure on, on your monthly giving program, whether it's a club or just the benefits of what a monthly giving gift will do to that organization. We know that people respond to thank you receipts at a much higher rate than a normal campaign. I mean, I mean, eight, 10% response rate from, from thank you receipts. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting those folks who just gave you a gift and who are committed to your organization and you're asking them to convert to be a monthly donor, you'd have a much better chance of converting those folks. Because again, as Randy said, the best time to ask someone to give a gift is who just gave you a gift. Yeah. Other things you can do in this, and you might need help with, with your agency that you're working with to do this. But if someone processes a gift online, have a landing page that pops up afterwards and ask them to convert their $100 gift to maybe a $12 gift per month or $15 gift per month. Mm -hmm. One, you've just converted that person to a monthly donor and you've upgraded that gift as well. One other thing you can do as well, if your main donation page has an auto dropdown to ask whether you want it to be a single gift or, or a monthly gift, have it auto populate to be a monthly gift. You know, have the donor make that decision, mm -hmm. you know, make them switch it to a single gift, but keep it as a monthly gift. Also have a dedicated landing page and a dedicated donation page for monthly giving with a uh, QR code on the back of all fundraising materials that they can go to and read more about the benefits of becoming a monthly donor to your organization. Mm -hmm. So those little things right there, while very simple, can have significant impact on future income to the organization. Yeah. And you're going back to what you were saying about the drop down. If you don't have the option there and if you're not asking, then they're not going to become a monthly donor. You, exactly. If you don't ask, you're not going to get it. Yep. Okay. So now let's talk about major donors. Sure. So major donors can be a very touchy situation. Depending on the organization and what they actually classify as a major donor, oftentimes they are very personal. You know, they're not ones that you might be sending monthly campaign pieces to. These are ones that you're taking out to lunch or you see at church or at the grocery store. These are folks that want personal connections mm -hmm. with, with the organization because they are writing big checks. So instead of sending them, you know, a monthly piece, maybe make it a quarterly one. Make it very, very personal. I work with quite a few organizations that pull these donors out of all monthly mail campaigns and Instead, they do a quarterly piece on, gosh, it can vary, you know, whether it was during COVID or during the height of the inflation, mm -hmm. you know, something that was very timely, very you know, personal to these folks. And it was a private letter to them. We actually helped a lot of these organizations craft this letter, but, you know, it's something that an organization can do in-house on letterhead, a handwritten letter from the executive director to these major donors, you know, once a quarter, just to check in with them. Again, that can have significant impact and not only keeping that long-term relationship alive, but also keeping that organization in the forefront of these, these major donors. Right. And it's those little things like writing it, you know, handwritten letter, they sure they take more time and investment mm. to do, but it shows the major donor that you notice them above any other donor and you really, you know, are, they exactly. mean a lot to you. Exactly. A short notice saying, hey, I, nice seeing you at the, at the event last week or good seeing you in church. It's, yep. it's, the, it's the little things that go a long way. Yep. Okay. So let's say that you're a nonprofit team listening and you're thinking you want to engage more of your major monthly donors, but you're not sure, you know, you don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. You might not have a lot of mm -hmm. resources. What are a couple things that you can do to help with this? First, I'd say email me call me and let's talk uh, because 
probably the number one question that I get from from all clients, even non-clients, is how do we compare to other missions or how do we compare to other organizations? Mm-hmm. Very easy question. And it's an impossible answer to give because everything's always going to change and everything's always different. So based on their size, based on what they're looking for, based on what their goal is, uh, you're going to get a different answer or different ideas or strategies behind it. So yeah, why not say, give me a call or email me and I'd be happy to talk to you. Yeah, I mean, I've seen organizations just put a a postcard and a thank you receipt with a QR code saying, learn more about our monthly donor program. And it's something so easy to do. They, they draft it up. They print out a bunch for the year, mm-hmm. and they stick in each and every single receipt. And after the end of the year, they got a dozen, two dozen more monthly donors than they would have if they didn't even ask. So something that's so small and so easy to do, they'll see results sooner than later. It's kind of like that yeah. little ball rolling down the hill. You know, it's, it starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it's you know an avalanche kind yeah. of deal. So so it's it's being consistent. It's being committed, and you will see results. Mm-hmm. It's simple, but something that can be really effective. Some of the most effective things are the most simple. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by BDI. We are a full-service, omni-channel fundraising and marketing agency for nonprofits. The heartbeat of our organization focuses on nonprofit fundraising that releases generosity to help a hurting world. But we don't accomplish this alone. Our calling drives us to partner with cause and faith-driven organizations that reach out to the most vulnerable people in your community and around the world. You can learn more about us at BDIAgency.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. All right, so let's talk about development teams. Mm-hmm. At BDI, we work with a lot of development directors, mm-hmm. and we work with development teams. Mm-hmm. But especially at um, some organizations are structured in a way where you might not necessarily be the quote-unquote development director or on the development team, but you're still, in a way, working in development. Mm-hmm. And I know you have some experience there, so can you share with us? And that, that kind of goes back to how do we compare to other organizations? You know, it's a, the impossible answer. But uh, in any organization, anyone in that organization could be part of a development team, whether it's our traditional rescue mission, whether it's the cook or a case manager or a volunteer coordinator. Actually, the volunteer coordinator is a great example because that that is a that is a prime person who should be considered part of development. Anyone at any point in that organization should be considered in development. Mm -hmm. If they are out in the community wearing the organization's polo, uh, they are a representative of that organization. And how they carry themselves and how they walk in the community can have a lasting impact on a potential donor. How they carry themselves, how they portray the organization. A volunteer coordinator, they're, they're spending all their time, you know, making sure volunteers are coming in, they're being taken care of, everything's okay. Uh, the way that that volunteer comes in and has their experience will have a lasting impact as well. They might be only volunteering their time right now. And if they come in and they have a good experience or they see that this organization needs X or they need a new truck or what have you, they might move beyond just volunteering their time and actually now donating financially. Yeah. Um, right now, those volunteers are only they're donating their time. And through that volunteer coordinator, they could now start volunteering or donating financially. Mm-hmm. Same is true on the B2B side of things, which mm-hmm. is, you know, more my background. But when you look at it 
outside of fundraising, just from a brand perspective, Mm -hmm. like everybody is an advocate of your brand, not just your marketing team or your sales team, Mm -hmm. especially, and not just when they're out at conferences wearing your t-shirt, just at any time they're Mm -hmm. out functioning, talking about your company, they are an extension of who you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the, the, it's always the little things that have sometimes the biggest impact, you know? And like I said, whether it's a volunteer coordinator or the cook or a case manager, they're, they're dealing with the public or they're, they're talking with people at church or their, you know, community clubs, what have you. Just a normal conversation. They're going to be talking to their friends and neighbors of what they do and, and why they do it. And those little conversations can lead to, much bigger things that they don't even realize. So it's always important to remember that you may not have development in your title, but but you are you are part of that development team. Yep. Okay, so for those that are listening to these strategies about mid and major donors and they're thinking, I could apply some of these in-house, but I don't really know where to start or how to do this at my organization. Mm-hmm. What would be your advice to them? Give me a call. These are just a few examples. You know, there's a ton of different ways that we could go about it. And, you know, it goes back to how do we compare to other organizations? You know, there's there's, there's going to be a million different answers to that. So give me a call. I'm happy to sit down with you and maybe find a solution that works for you. Great. Like we've been saying this whole time, I feel like we've repeated it, but it's worth repeating again. It doesn't necessarily take a ton of time and money and resources to do these smaller things that could really make a big difference. True. And it's just knowing, you know, what those would be that work for your organization. Correct. Yes. Great. Okay. So do you have any final words of advice? Uh, how about encouragement? Go out there and keep fighting the good fight. You know, you're, you're doing this for a reason and you're making a difference. So keep at it and we're going to be there to help you any way we can. Yeah. Okay. So before we wrap up, we're just going to play a quick game. We hear that you're a big Rolling Stones fan. <laughs> Decent. 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 Okay. So for those that are Rolling Stones fans listening, you guys can play along. But we're going to have David try to name as many Rolling Stones songs as he can <laughs> within 45 seconds. Okay. So, David, are you ready? All right. I'm going to try my best here. Okay. And go. Beast of Burden. Uh, brown Sugar. Loving Cup, Sweet Black Angel, Torn and Frayed, Satisfaction. Mm, oh, I'm trying. I'm going nuts here. Can't always get what you want. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I, I'm, I'm going to kill myself all day today knowing that too. I'm sorry. You got seven. I know, I know, I know. But like, I could have listed all of Exile on Main Street. Like, and the only thing I did like three songs. Off it's that. hard when you're on the clock. Yeah, it's, you guys put a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll be releasing a new episode every other Monday, so don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and team. If you want to learn more about us, visit our website at bdiagency.com. We also have several articles that David has written there on the website as well. Or you can follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn at BDI Agency and Instagram at bdi.agency. Okay, we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it.